Welcome to the Wellness Seekers Podcast. My name is Courtney and I am your guide. I am a mom, educator, woo-woo junkie, mental health advocate, and like you, I am on a wellness journey. This podcast will curate my knowledge, inquiries, and resources to help educate you. Whether you are seeking to begin or continue on your wellness journey, you are in the right place. We will build your knowledge around all things wellness, from crystals and meditation to gut health and fitness trends. We will journey together, clearing through the clutter to find best practices, reliable research, industry experts, and so much more. Thank you for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, wellness seekers. I am sitting here with my rose quartz crystal a crystal that is in almost every room of my house. Each of my girls have one in their room. I have one in the bathroom. I keep one in my purse. And now that I'm going through this, I should probably put one in my car in my diaper bag. (laughs) So rose quartz crystals, um, a rose quartz crystal is the ultimate love crystal. It is especially helpful for self-love. My Crystal Bible by Judy Hall describes it as the stone of unconditional love and infinite peace. Additionally, she says that Rose Quartz teaches you how to love yourself, which is vital if you have thought of yourself as unlovable. So it's a good one to have around. The reason I'm talking about Rose Quartz and self-love is because on today's episode, we are talking about comparison and how comparison can be the thief of joy if you let it. And in order for me to share some of my stories, I'm going to need to keep myself protected and remember how much I love myself. Now, like all things, there is a place for comparison in our world. The word and the concept wouldn't exist otherwise, but in this episode, I'm talking specifically about the gross self-comparison that we are all guilty of participating in. So I thought I would start out by sharing a few times recently that comparison has stolen from me and then how I've worked to overcome it. Uh, most of the time, and then offer you 10 quick and simple ways to boost your self-confidence to battle unhealthy comparison when it threatens. So comparison has stolen from me many times. It's stolen time mostly, but with that joy as well. And, but like the reason I think that time is more precious is because it's, you know, all we've got (laughs) and it runs out. And I've just, I've wasted so much time comparing myself to others that I just, it was toward the end of my twenties that I was just done with it. No more comparing. (laughs) I say that with a grain of salt. I'm not immune to it, but, (laughs) um, I've definitely come a long way. So, The first time I remember being compared to others or that comparison even existed as a concept was when I was nine. So I received a silver ribbon for my dance solo when all the other soloists in my studio earned golds. One younger dancer very innocently pointed this out to me. 
I'm not sure if I knew it before, like she had mentioned it or if like I, you know, she was the first one to say it, but no matter what, it really stung. And I think it probably even stung more. The reason I remember it is because someone else was comparing me to others. It wasn't, you know, just myself. Um, and it hurt like, anyway, thank goodness for my mother who earned a gold medal of her own in parenting that day. I will never forget sobbing with her in that bathroom stall as she reminded me that I loved dancing and I enjoyed dancing and that was all that mattered. And I don't remember like exactly her words, um, but I remember the power of her encouragement. And as I was writing the notes for this episode, I like was flooded with tears. So there's obviously the power of that moment is still somewhere in my body you know, I'm holding on to it. Um, and it's, it's been guiding me ever since. So thanks mom. (laughs) But that was like, that's the first actual remembering I have of comparison and how brutal it can be. I've decided to move past my teenage years and my (laughs) twenties because there are just too many times I compared myself to others, especially other women and especially ex-boyfriends or boyfriends and like who they dated after me or who they dated even before me. I just, there's a lot of energy and time that I wasted comparing myself to others in those years. And by the end of my twenties, like I was saying, I was just done with it. Um, and I was, I had, I started really working on, you know, being grateful for what I had and my confidence level. But as a mom, comparison uh, reared its ugly head and really strongly came back into my life. I think that it's probably the most rampant among mothers, especially new mothers. And it's so frustrating because for me, it was one of the most vulnerable times in my life when I was a new mom or even just like early postpartum. And it is so hard not to compare both myself or like yourself, if you're a mother, to other mothers and then also your babies, like comparing our babies to each other. That is very hard. And I think... Part of it is like people just do it like automatically. I feel like people compare and especially now having a second child, I've really come to see how much people compare or want to compare uh, the two of them, especially. Um, But also with our social world, our social media world. And, you know, we see this highlight reel of people's lives where they have, you know, perfect hair and matching outfits. And, you know, even when they're messy, they're cute. (laughs) And I think we just forget that that's a snippet of their life. And it's really easy for us to compare our life while we're scrolling, probably in our mismatched pajamas and our, and our messy hair. I don't know. (laughs) Um, you know, we scroll through and then we can feel inadequate in comparison. So um, my stories with that is I felt really lucky with my first Marley because she was born premature and we were assessed more closely for her hitting her milestones. And you would think that this would be worse and maybe for some it is, but 
With Marley, she was always right on track, if not ahead of her corrected age. So I think that took some of the pressure off because she was not only allowed to be behind because she was a month premature, um, but she was also doing so well in comparison. So I think that just made it easier for me. I didn't really worry about where she was at or really compare her to others. Um, But with myself uh, being postpartum mom, that was another story. I, I didn't compare decisions that we made. We did a lot of research. So around our diapering choices and our food choices and our sleep choices, like I felt really confident in what we had decided, but, um, it was how I looked like severe body hating times in that postpartum period. I felt like I was watching every mom in real life or on social media, just bounce back. And I kept getting stuck in my clothes. Like even new ones that I purchased that I thought would be big enough for my current body were not, did not fit me. And I remember one specific time uh, trying to put a dress on and like my arms literally getting stuck in the sleeves and I could not get myself out of this dress and I needed Ben to help me. And it was so frustrating and flustering and it was... I had a really hard time with that. And it took a lot of um, time and energy away from me being with my new babe. I was like consumed with how terrible I felt in comparison to others. The second time around has been much better. And I think that's partly because I like I know that I will be able to fit back into my clothes. I did it with Marley and I know I will be able to do it again. Um, and as an aside, a good friend said to me uh, that it took her a whole year. So she was like, "It's it'll take you a full year to like feel like you have your body back. And she was right. So by the time Marley turned one, I really felt like I had the strong, capable body that fit back into my clothes. Like I just felt comfortable in my body again. So that's just an a note to new moms out there who are listening and maybe struggling with this, that yes, some people bounce back and fit back into their clothes right away, but that was not my story and that's okay. And, and you know what, you may never have, there might be some clothes that you never fit back into because your body created life and held it, like carried it and then birthed it. So like your hips may be a little bit bigger or your rib cage, like some of those things may be different and that's okay because you gave birth and that's a miracle. Like you made life. Um, another side is that I do love comparing my daughters at different milestones or I shouldn't say different milestones at different ages. Like I like putting pictures side by side because I just think siblings and genetics is the coolest thing, but I'm, I am really trying not to compare their milestones. And I mean, Clark is almost seven months and she is looking like she's going to crawl. And I don't know how I feel about it. I'm happy for her, but I crawling opens up a whole new world for both of us. And Marley was 10 months when she crawled and Clark maybe will likely be earlier than that. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, 
the last little story I wanted to share was most recently, comparison has reared its ugly head during our COVID pandemic for me. So Canada shut down on March 13th when Clark was two months old, like to the day, and Marley was not quite two. I was still in what's considered the fourth trimester and healing and figuring life out with two children and also how to run my business because I had just started back to work uh, right before that. Um, but then when everything shut down, like I was lost I, and I felt like I seemed to watch others, especially in my field, pivot so gracefully and so effectively, but I, I felt like I was drowning. So aside from, you know, some health issues and the sheer terror of what was going on in the world, I had a newborn and a two-year-old to take care of, and I just wasn't managing super well. And to pivot my business online was just not something that was going to happen anytime soon. My husband was also working from home, which he has always done, and that's awesome. But like he had to work (laughs) and my village was gone. My daycare was gone. My my bubble was just our family. I didn't have my mom's. Um, So I just felt like I just like I said, I was drowning um, and I spent a lot of low moments scrolling through social media, watching, like I said, just others pivot and seem to be just thriving in this new world. And that was not what I felt like I was doing. Um, but you know what? I was not living the same life as others. And I had to keep reminding myself that. So I, needed to realize what my priorities were and that were that was to keep myself healthy and safe, my babies healthy and safe, my family and my home healthy and safe. And my clients were super understanding. They were going through a lot of their own stuff too. I had also set them up for success when I was off on my maternity leave. So I knew that they had workouts that they could do and they had support there. Um, and now fast forward, you know, as the world slowly starts to open up, I do, I feel like I'm a much better version of myself and I'm able to now take care of my clients and take care of my family and be able to balance it all. And you know what? It's, it's okay. Um, just because I didn't pivot the way that others did, but man, those days were hard and they were dark and, um, it was hard not to compare myself to others. So this episode is not just about me and my stories of comparison, I promise, but I shared some of them just to show you that I'm not immune to it. And just because I'm talking about it on this episode and trying to give you tips on ways to combat it doesn't mean that I, I, I don't suffer from comparing myself to others and struggling with what that looks like. Let's get into the good stuff, the reason that you're really here. (laughs) So some tips that I've learned along the way as far as comparison go is uh, I have have three of four of them for you. And then I have my list of confidence boosting things that also help. So first is to remember that what you see from others is just a highlight reel. So whether it's on social media, at a party, in a store, at the library, whatever, you're just seeing them in that moment and you don't know what the hour, the other hours of their day look like, right? So if you think about the iceberg analogy, it's just the tip of the iceberg that you're seeing. And there's so much more that happens behind closed doors, you know? So as much as people may seem like they have it all together, 
they don't always, or they don't have it as perfectly together as that one snapshot of their life that you see depicts. One thing, um, I do when I find myself comparing to others, like especially on social media, is I also sit with it and think about what it is that I'm actually feeling. So like, am I jealous that they look like they have it all together? Am I unhappy with my life in some way? Uh, Do I wish I had like their outfit or their hair or their body? Like, you know, what is it that's bringing up those emotions that are frustrating me in, in comparison to them? And this brings into the second thing that I do is practicing gratitude. And when I started practicing gratitude about 10 years ago, um, it changed my life. So you can do this in lots of ways. You know, you figure out what works best for you. Some people like to start their day with gratitude and others like to end their day with it. Some meditate or journal. I do a combo of those. Uh, neither is really consistent, um, but where I am consistent is in the moment. So I thank the water when it comes out of the tap. Uh, so being, you know, clean and safe and so readily available, like while I'm washing my hands, I'm like, I'm so thankful for this water. I thank my bed for being awesome and comfy and being there for me every night. I tell my girls, I'm so grateful for them and their smiles and their manners and their talents. And, and that just seems to work for me right now, but you do you, if you need to write it down or meditate with it. I do have a meditation bonus episode that will also be released with this one. So you can go and try that and it's um, to help you cultivate gratitude in your life. So give that one a try if you're looking, you know, to start a gratitude practice and not sure where to start. And then let me know if you like it. Um, But what gratitude does for us is it helps us realize all that we do have. So all of the wonderful things in our lives that exist already. And you do have a lot. Like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have a device that works and connects you to so many amazing things like these podcasts, but also the people you care about, fun music. I could go on, right? So that's just one little thing that you can be grateful for. The third thing that I do Uh, is work hard to be the best version of myself. And I say this with some caution because I do have perfectionist tendencies and that's a whole nother podcast and therapy session. (laughs) But my point is that when we're working really hard to better ourselves and our families and our lives and keeping them safe and healthy, you don't really have time to worry about other people. I say that and I feel like it sounds like I don't care about other people, but obviously I do. I just don't have spare time to worry about other people in a comparison way. I just imagine that they are doing the best because I'm doing my best and that just keeps us all busy enough. And then lastly, I work hard on my confidence muscle. I try to set myself up for success to feel my most confident. So an example is that like, I don't often wear makeup, but when I know I need to do something that's intimidating or makes me feel a little bit of anxiety around, I will wear makeup and it just boosts my confidence and makes everything a little bit easier. Like I, I had a client once that said, it's like war paint, you know, you put it on and you're ready to go in for battle. 
sounds a little intense, but it's kind of that, that's kind of what it is. It just gives me a little boost of confidence. So I did compile, as I promised, uh, at the beginning of the episode, a list of 10 quick and simple ways to boost your confidence, because the more confident you feel, the less likely you will be to compare yourself. You'll be too busy walking with your head held high and feeling just awesome that you won't have time to even notice others. Right? Right. Okay. So here they are. (laughs) They're not in any particular order. Like they don't get better or funnier as they go. They're just here. (laughs) So 10 ways uh, for you to fairly quickly and simply boost your confidence. So number one is walk stand or sit taller. Good posture is not only good for you, but it elevates you. If you struggle to do this regularly, regularly, try, um, standing in like a super person pose, like so with your chest puffed and your hands on your hips for like a minute or two before heading into the world. And it really just helps. I will link in the show notes to a Ted talk that talks all about why this is important. But just that, like the shoulders back, you know, chest lifted, that good posture, it really helps. Number two is to wear undergarments that fit correctly and comfortably. Seems simple. Well, it is simple. That's the point of this list. So even if no one's going to see your underwear, you feel fantastic and that radiates out. So, you know, like if you have uncomfortable underwear on and you're picking a wedgie all day long, it's definitely going to impact your confidence. Number three is reduce caffeine intake slash drink more water. So I talk about the importance of water in episode two, if you want to go listen to that. Um, but, and I mean, I feel like I could do an episode on caffeine intake as like a whole separate episode, but for now, just trust me. If you cut back a bit on your caffeine level and up your water, you will feel more energized, you will feel better for longer, you will feel um, less bloated, just all things that will boost your confidence. Number four is brush your teeth. And while I'm on it, floss your teeth too, once a day. Nothing like a clean mouth like helps you feel fresh and new, even if you're wearing a mask. It's, you're doing this for you, right? Um, while I'm on this like personal hygiene... <laughs> deodorant is also great. I have deodorant. I used to. In quarantine, I started using up all my random deodorants, but I used to have a deodorant like everywhere because just like one little fresh, you know, I don't know, swipe of deodorant um, just helps you feel better. You don't want to be stinky, right? Number five is to meditate. So again, check out the bonus meditation I'm giving you on gratitude. Um, you don't have to sit in a special position and you don't, you know, have to be all like a Zen person. You can just listen to it while brushing your teeth. And, you know, you might just feel better if you're going for a walk, like just listen to the words. There's a lot of power in meditation. It can change your life. Okay. So meditate. Number six, have a healthy snack. So an apple a day can really help keep the doctor away or like a handful of veggies. Um, There's something that gives you confidence by nourishing your body and having a quick, healthy snack can just 
it gives you energy and just can boost your mood. It's like an internal hug for your body saying like, I care for you and you're awesome and I'm going to fuel you well. Number seven is wear your favorite clothes. Oh my goodness. Okay. I don't know if anyone else is like me, but like I would buy nice clothes and then save them for a special occasion that like came every once in a while. And then like I never wore my clothes. They were always in pristine condition when they were out of style or I didn't fit in them because I never wore them because I was saving them for some amazing moment. But you know, when I was in the change room, I would put on the shirt and I would feel amazing and then it would sit in my drawer. doesn't make any sense. So wear your favorite clothes, feel good and get rid of clothes that don't make you feel good. Donate them. Don't just throw them out. Donate, donate, donate. But like, which brings me to number eight, edit, detox, or clean your world. So whether it's your closet or your room or your garage or your car or your computer or your social media or your inbox, like get rid of crap that's weighing you down. So if you're following someone that you're constantly comparing yourself to and you're never really getting anything good from them, unfollow them. You don't have to follow them. There's no rule or like hide them. If it's a friend of yours, you don't have to see their posts and, but you don't have to delete them in order to do that too. Okay. Um, if you're getting emails from things that make you frustrated, like unsubscribe, right? So just like clean it out, detox. Number nine is to move your body. So it can be as simple as a walk, um, or a really short, you know, five minute movement, thing like put on your favorite song shake your butt dance have fun just moving can like reinvigorate you and then number 10 carry your own rose quartz crystal with you um because it I don't know it's like when we're younger I feel like we had like a good luck charm or um when I was younger I had a self-confidence necklace like it said self-confidence on it like get yourself that like a little mantra band or, um, a necklace that reminds you, um, or just have, you know, your rose quartz crystal in your pocket and feel it, you know? And then a bonus is to read, write, say, and repeat this affirmation. I am the most wonderful expression of life. I have this stuck on my bathroom mirror. I read it. I say it. I feel like I should put it like on my phone just as a reminder that you are the most wonderful expression of life. You are here for a reason. End of story. All right, that's all I got for you today. This episode went a little bit longer than I want them to, but it was, it was a big one, you know? Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to rate and review. I would love for you to, um, and by rate, like not write, rate, rate it and write a review and please share with somebody who you think maybe could benefit from this and be sure to follow me at Edgewater Well on Instagram and Facebook. I have lots of new stuff coming. So if you want to stay in the loop, um, please join my mailing list and I will link to that in the show notes of how you can sign up. Um, I have a couple other freebies, um, just some recipes and some other self-care and self-love um, ideas coming out in those newsletters and I would love to share them with you. So 
Otherwise, I hope that everyone has a wonderful week and uh, I hope some of these helped you along the way. There you have it, Wellness Seeker. Thank you for spending your time with us. It is my sincere hope that you got something of value from this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please see the show notes for contact info or for further information on today's topic. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribing. Until next time, stay well, seekers.